Research shows that approximately 85% of women experience one PMS symptom every month and 5-10% to 10 even experience PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, a much more severe form of PMS that may need hospital admission. Join me and the guest co-host for the episode as we discuss a topic that affects all of us, directly or indirectly. Hey, I'm Asma Mohammed, and you are listening to the Better Daily Podcast. I have a co-host today, so let me not talk too much. Subscribe if it's your first time here, and tell me what you think of the show on Instagram and Twitter at Better Daily Pod for Instagram and underscore Better Daily on Twitter. I love getting your reviews. In fact, I am going to play a review someone sent right now. So here goes. Blah, 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 blah. I'll insert review here. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. I actually loved listening to that and I'm really, really grateful. This review was from A.B. Wardsmith. So, you guys, you know, you can leave your reviews wherever you want to. You can leave it on Instagram, on Twitter. You can send me an email or you can send a voice message like he did. I really love getting your reviews. It makes me a happy person. So, today's co-host is a boss and I promise I'm not just saying that. She is Rukeya Abdul Rashid, the current regional assistant for Africa of IFMSA SCORA, which stands for International Federation of Medical Students Association Standing Committee on Sexual and Reproductive Health and Rights. So, including HIV so and AIDS, including HIV and AIDS, Ruki, why is it so long? Why is it not so long? It's carrying. It's carrying your power. It's, it's just showing. I hope all these parts will be edited out. <laughs> I'm going to leave some parts. I'm going to leave some parts. <laughs> Watch me. She is also a sexual and reproductive health rights advocate and gender equality advocate and amazing mom to a little beautiful boy. Mm. I'm not mm. going to ask you how you are doing. So please, how is Ray? Ray's fine. Mm, I guess. Like 17 months now, ba? Nope. He's 18 months now. Oh. He's a big boy. I should get pregnant soon. Okay. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I saw that his team dips his bread in tea. Oh, why yeah. Why, why? Why? I don't know how, but somehow I feel like... I don't know. You don't know? Bad influence, I guess. Bad influence from who? From... The invisibles that talk to him in his sleep, maybe. So you're going to say his father. Not his father, because his father does not dip his bread in the tea. But he's of the opinion that I do that, even though I know he's lying. I'm sorry, but he's lying. He's of the opinion that I do that too. But nah, I just feel like Ray is doing the easiest thing for him. Bread. He does it for donuts. He does it for cake. He does it for anything that he has to take with bread. With tea, rather, it's so annoying. And trust me, he dips everything in and he'll finish everything. He'll take everything. He'll dip it in, pack the stuffs out, eat them, drink his tea on top of it. It is a stage. He will come out of that stage. <laughs> I the time, so. God, the last time I dipped my bread in tea, I think I was in primary one, primary two. So I was like six or seven. 
And I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but if I actually want to enjoy my bread and tea, I actually have to dip it also. <laughs> what? That was wow, wow, just wow. First of all, you, you said that it was not you, and then ah, Ricky. I didn't tell him to do that, so it's not me. He's watching you and doing as you do. That's I hardly take bread and tea. So how did you see that? I hardly, hardly take bread and tea. You, you, you hardly find it. me there. But you did it. Maybe during his pregnancy. Rookie. What? <laughs> I just have to do all I have to do to enjoy my meal. <laughs> Honestly, there is no... If you're not taking it with fried egg or a sandwich, the best way to just take your bread and tea is just to dip no. your bread in there. That's the best way. You... Oh, no. I feel like you're missing a lot, Sha. Uh, Try no, it no, one no, day. No. The last time I did that, I threw up. The next thing I want to try is to dip my croissant in my Spanish he latte. He could. <laughs> <laughs> we are going off track. We are going to discuss this Wait, later. are we? So, our topic today is understanding the menstrual cycle and how it affects our mood, mental health, and productivity. Now, I suspect 95% of people click on this after seeing the title of the episode are women so if you're part of the five percent that clicked on your own as a man i'm glad to know that you recognize the importance of knowing more about this and i hope you stick around i think this topic is important for several reasons but i want us to get the bulk of the information out first before we discuss the importance of the topic so that we have some context before we start discussing all of that so rookie can you please explain in very simple and ways the menstrual cycle okay so thank you so much for um inviting me this topic is one that particularly means a lot to me i love maternal health so much and menstrual menstrual health is part of maternal health so it's easy the menstrual cycle is easy it's a cycle like we say um and it starts on the first day of your period that, that first day you see the blood, that's day one of your cycle. Uh, so the menstrual cycle could be could range from 20 days to 35 days, and the average is around 28 days, which is like commonest. And um, it is usually divided into three phases, you know. There is the menstrual phase, and that is the part that starts on the day of your period, the day you start seeing the blood, that's day one. And it lasts for a minimum of three days and maximum of seven days normally so it doesn't mean that some people don't see it for less than three days and some people don't see it for more than seven days so um just concurrently with the mens- I mean, the menstrual phase the follicular phase also um goes on like as soon as you start to see your period like the the uterus is shedding that's basically it the endometrial part of the uterus the uterus has three parts the perimetrial okay. part, the myometrial part, and the endometrial part. The endometrial part is the innermost part, and then it's shedding out. That's why you see that it's not just blood, but it has some fleshy parts in it. So yeah, when it's shedding out, at the same time, your new, your 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 eggs, I'm going to call it that, are growing, and that's a follicular phase. It's growing and growing okay. and growing. It starts at the same time with the menstrual phase and ends on the day of the ovulation. So it's just like, it's growing, growing. 
until that day four. I'm, I'm going to be using 28 day cycle as an example right now. So from okay. day one, it keeps growing up until day 14. And then day 14, it just bursts. So that's it. Just ovulation is just basically that follicle that has been growing has busted. That's it. Okay. And the baby girl is just all around the place and doesn't stay for more than 24 <laughs> to 48 hours because we're special like that. Yeah. When this egg busts and then nothing happens, well, I'm going to be talking about it. I'm going to be talking about nothing happens because we're talking about menstruation anyways. And if something happens, yeah. it would not be menstruation. So if nothing happened, we move to the luteal nothing. phase. What is the nothing that no happens? If pregnancy doesn't happen, <laughs> pregnancy it doesn't happen so we move to the luteal phase and then the luteal phase is just the part that you know the um the ovum is degenerating it's degenerating just sad withdrawing from the clear clear um fluid like color it's moving to yellow color you know it's getting sadder before it moves to <laughs> red color you know the body just has a way of showing its own sadness and all of that so it just withdraws totally and that's I just go away because I mean you don't need me, so it's okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I love that you said okay. The little phase is sad and it's just withdrawing because that's just uh, it's parallel to how we feel at that time. Yeah, you know yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So we'll get we'll get into all of that. So I'm just going to add to what you said. So basically, anybody listening to this, if you draw like a graph or like a line, and you know you are tracking it like ricky said the menstrual phase three to seven days and yes. it starts the first day of your period then the follicular phase also starts the first day of your period but then if we're going by the 28 day cycle which is the most common one yeah yeah 28 30 are the commonest yeah okay so, so yeah. if we're going by 28 day cycle then your follicular phase starts the first day of your period and it lasts up to day 14, which is like halfway through the cycle. Yes. So day 14 is when the ovulation happens, which usually takes place 24 hours. 24 yeah, hours. 24 so basically, hours sometimes. Yeah. So at this point, your egg is at, you know, the best position. It's waiting for fertilization to occur. But if fertilization does not occur within that window, then it starts, you know, dying. Like Cookie said, and we drawing, and we drawing. <laughs> then it's now ends. So that's the luteal phase. The luteal phase begins after the ovulation, and it lasts for another fourteen days. So at the end of twenty-eight days, your period starts. So the cycle begins again. That's why it's called a. Cycle. It's called a cycle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, the hormones. How about the main hormones that that are released during each point of the cycle okay so um as for the hormones we all know that the baby girls of the female um reproductive system are the estrogen and progesterone and yeah they, they kind of alternate themselves all through the period of your cycle you know when um you know it's a cycle so i can start anywhere right so yeah. towards the end of that luteal phase and then there is no fertilization. You see, the progesterone just withdraws itself. As the, lute- as the corpus luteum is sad, the progesterone also <laughs> is like, okay, you don't need me. And then the progesterone just withdraws itself, keeps withdrawing and withdrawing. The withdrawal of that progesterone is actually what sends the signal that it is time to shed the endometrium. And then the period starts and then we move to 
the day one, right? Yeah. You see, as at the day one of the period, that period, that period time, both estrogen and progesterone are low. They are low. They're just giving your, they're just giving the uterus the chance to just take charge. Do your thing. Shed as much as you can. Just, just do you. I'm not gonna interrupt <laughs> you. So they're just doing that. So the estrogen, progesterone are not in your business. And you know, um, kind somehow, somehow, serotonin always follows estrogen. So and serotonin is always called the happiness hormone. Honestly, if estrogen is living serotonin cannot also serotonin cannot be there so that's why during your period you don't even understand how you feel you're just there because estrogen is not there progesterone is like you're not angry but then you're not happy but then you're just there that's like basically how the whole thing happens like that's just basically how it happens you see so when we are moving away from as the as the uh, menstrual cycle progresses you know, the level of estrogen now in- starts to increase bit mm-hmm. by bit. You know, it, gets, it, it starts to increase, starts to increase. By the time you get to the day of the ovulation, baby girl picks up. And that is the reason why you start feeling tingling, tingling in your body. Hey, any, 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 anything that has testosterone, she just come and touch you because, yeah, <laughs> acting up. Estrogen is such a badass, the sexy queen. She's oh estrogen baby girl forever you know oh, you God. just sit down on your own and then you just be feeling the tingling sensation it's all the work of anti-estrogen it has reason so like yeah that's how basically it works estrogen just takes over take control and you look even more beautiful like yes you look more beautiful your boobs look bigger your body sh- I'm not capping. Like, it's the truth. If you notice yourself, you would know that the period, like the ovulation cycle, <laughs> comes with a lot of beauty and baby girlship. You know, it's just the work of estrogen picking up at that particular time. So you know, estrogen does the work of does the good work, keeps going, and you know, by the time you get to, so by the time you get to um, after the ovulation, you know, after the ovulation, estrogen just drops. It just it has finished its work, its work right. The yeah. um the egg has been released, waiting for uncle to come around. But uncle so did it just come around. drops. And then uncle does um does well um the body is just trying to prepare just in case, just in case, and then progesterone just takes over. Estrogen is dropping, progesterone just you know takes over. And progesterone kind of comes with some sort of feelings of what do I say? And progesterone, sorry, as it even comes, it lasts for a long time. From that after ovulation, it goes as long as, you know, the end of the cycle, just before the beginning of another one that will now lead to withdrawal, you know, that will now yeah. lead to before the withdrawal of it in the in the last week, just before your period. Does it make sense? Yep. So just before your period. So you see, when estrogen picks up, that's after your um, ovulation. That's when you start feeling sad, honestly. So progesterone is just a sadist. Once progesterone just peaks in your body, you just start feeling sad. You start feeling you start feeling depressed. In fact, it's worse for people that are really battling, battling, um, battling with their mental, mental health. Like, even for people that aren't exactly, 
it's it tries to throw you in a different situation you just yeah. tend to think about the unthinkable you become sadder you're just there because you are honestly not happy and it's nothing that's the kind of period that people will be asking you what's the problem like i don't know nothing what's the problem oh i don't know it's it's progesterone that hormone is definitely a sadist that's the only (laughs) thing i want to say and like you know that is the luteal phase right like yeah the fertilization has not occurred and then the egg is sad also so progesterone just comes to amplify the sadness of the egg it just degenerates and then you you, the owner of the body that has the system, you have to fill it with them. They don't have to, like, they'll pack you along. You're just going to be there feeling sad. You just start crying unnecessarily. You're just there watching movie. You're tearing up on something that is not even up to you. Your <laughs> so partner, mean. your partner, that is just not mean, but then you're crying so much because how dare you tell me this? This is just unfair. <laughs> like, what's even fair? <laughs> Progesterone is the only thing unfair. So that's just how the cycle just goes round and round and round. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So just to retreat and uh, hammer you said menstrual cycle, the menstruation, the time of menstruation, time of our period, both progesterone and estrogen, they're taking a back seat. They're like, yes. Do you? Do you? Do you We're not baby? going to come through. We're not going to yeah. come through. Then... <laughs> When you, as a period is ending and the follicular phase is continuing, estrogen starts rising. Mm. It's rising, it's rising, it's rising, and then it gets to that peak at the yeah, and then that's when ovulation occurs. Yeah, and so let's 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 just talk um more about you know the hormones and the mood during that that menstrual phase. So like you said, estrogen is the happy hormone, yeah, and with it is serotonin. Which yes, know, the mood booster so, that works with it. Yeah, so you are all happy and everything is good. Everything is sunny. I mean, there there's there are some studies that you know, uh, mild depression during menopause is one of the indicators for estrogen therapy. Oh yes, yeah, because estrogen is that good in you know. Yes. So like estrogen I therapy, it's the happy hormone. Yes, it's, it's the, the happy, happy hormone. hormone and. It comes hand in hand with serotonin, which is also yes. a happy hormone. So you are energized. You are, you know, you feel like you can. Put everything is good. Oh, also, the estradiol, which is also basically for the context of this topic, is basically estrogen. Estrogen, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, the rise in the body can also help tamp down the effects of stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. Yeah, so, you're just really calm. You're just yeah. really calm. Like you just you're ready to take any shit. You're just mm-hmm. really, really calm. <laughs> Everything about your body is very calm. Oh god. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> because yes. now adrenaline and cortisol, they're not working. In fact, nothing time. annoys you. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to be angry. <laughs> then the ovulatory phase comes. And this is like the hot, 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 hot phase. The, the phase, my dear, what, what, how did you even phrase it? If you're not, if you're not careful, that <laughs> phase would let you misbehave. Mm-hmm. I, I, I said it's basically, comment. it's basically nature's nature's way of ensuring that we continue the human the human race. So when you are yeah, at right. your most fertile, that's yeah. when you're feeling, you know, more sexy. And there's yeah. some studies that even show that women are more likely to buy sexy clothing items at this time and you know find 
people of the opposite um gender more attractive it's the the estrogen then we get to the luteal phase estrogen immediately just withdraws like it's like immediate withdrawal imagine drugs you're taking drugs and then there's that immediate withdrawal and you're definitely going to get the adverse effects yes and to make it worse progesterone is now increasing and progesterone Mm. actually helps the body make cortisol which is the stress hormone Mm. so it's like Everything is just against you. Everything is just against you. Your happy hormone has progesterone has come and it's bringing all the moody moody. If you already had, yeah, very dramatic. And then if you already had external factors that are causing you stress, this cortisol and progesterone will now come in and make it worse. And then you are in for a moody trip. Yeah, moody moody trip. And then and just the imagine end. that you have to keep continue like that. It's just a cycle yeah. of your life. It just has to continue. It has to continue. Good. Like we've talked about the mood changes, then productivity, same thing. As when estrogen is high and your mood is good, you feel like you can do anything and your energy levels are high. But then yeah, when progesterone comes in play, you're feeling down, you're feeling like you just don't want to do anything. Book. Yes, those days I just want to be in bed. You just mm-hmm. you don't you really don't want to do you don't even want to you don't want to exist. I swear me, I don't, yes, I don't even want to exist at that time. I'm like, <laughs> just pretend I don't exist at this point. Let me just be in bed throughout. Those are the days I will early. Mm-hmm. I'll sleep early. I'll wake up and I'll feel as if I did not sleep at all. Yes. No energy just whatsoever. Sad because no energy. No reason. Mm-hmm. And then mental health too. Like it makes sense that when your mood is good, your mental health is good, and then. As the PMS is coming on, there's the premenstrual um symptoms. That's and just the mood. after the luteal phase. Like yeah. that's just after the luteal phase. Just you know that period when estrogen has withdrawn and progesterone mm-hmm. is taking charge. That is the period of the PMS, and yeah. they just take you into the menstrual the, the, the menstrual phase mm-hmm. of the cycle. Mm-hmm. So there's now increased anxiety. There's increased depressive mood. There's even I, there's this study I even saw, yeah. There's something called a pre PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric. Oh, yes, I I I have heard about it. Mm-hmm. I think someone someone casually mentioned it one time, yeah. and yeah, I think I I checked some things about it. So it, it um apparently five to ten percent of women experience this. It's basically yeah. it 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 is. PMS, but worse. Yes, you know, PMS worse. takes you to a form of depression, but it's not quite clinical depression. It takes you to anxiety, but this but it's one will take you to the depression itself. You could actually get admitted for depression yeah. because of that at that period. It could be that worse. Women that now have conditions that mix their period. People, other people, women that now have conditions like, let's say, dysmenorrhea, yeah. um, endometriosis. You see, that period gets worse for them because they have to think about the fact that, oh my goodness, I'm always, I'm almost there again for intense pain. So it takes them to another level. If you are just there experiencing your own PMS, JJ, they would, their own PMS would just be exaggerated, coupled with their own internal, you know, problems that they are going through. So yeah. everything just comes together and just makes it really worse for them. So yeah, oh. 
condition also definitely has influence on how you feel on how exaggerated you know you feel regarding the whole thing yeah people that have their periods easy peasy might not even you know might not even notice the pms they might not even have it i mean after all, not everybody would have PMS. You know, I personally do not even have PMS. And it's not like my period's always very easy. It just alternates. But people that have it really easy, three days, no pain, you don't even know that anything ah, is happening. You don't have heavy flow. You don't you're just there. Honestly, the even the period of progesterone rise just looks like normal to them it's just a little bit of tilt and they they kind of they, they do it they manage it well it's just like every other day that oh yeah i'm just having a bad day i'm, I'm gonna be fine you know yeah. so all of this actually the, the there's a contributory effect of your um pre-existing condition when we look at it at the end of the day people that during their period they have to admit them to get IV um IV analgesics, IV fluid because of excessive vomiting, diarrhea and all of that. You think when they think about period, they don't even even without progesterone, they're already sad. Now, Uncle Pro- sorry, I, I prefer to call progesterone uncle, but then she's auntie, right? <laughs> Those CH aunties that are really, really difficult and talks to you about marriage every yeah. time. Yeah. Yes. And to just say you're married, why have you not given birth? Yes, After they're just very annoying the next one. So at the end of the day, they, just, they exist, but somehow if you're able to navigate through it, it just, you know, just goes by. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, approximately 85% of women experience at least one symptom of PMS per month. Yeah. At least one. At least one. At least one. And it depends on whichever you're having, honestly. Um, by the time you you if you're not if you just um you know, if you're not getting into the level of you know um anxiety depression, you don't know the impact. You don't know the level of it, because every other thing could just be mild, you know. Yeah. So as we've talked about the moods, the hormones, how they have everything i kind of wanted us to talk a little bit about our personal experiences so uh let me just quickly say mine for me the main reason what inspired this episode was not my last not my last cycle but the one before the last my pms was horrible it was horrible like and me so everybody it differs for them right so for some people during their ovulation they are you energetic and all of that me for me as early as a day after ovulation or two days after ovulation i'm already feeling down yeah so for like 12 days or more i feel, I don't feel like myself so the last um cycle before this one that's what happened the people were bad i was really in i was in a very depressed my god i don't know how my productivity levels were six feet under, non-existent. I could not do anything. I would sleep, wake up. I, I want to do things. I want to be productive. I cannot for mm. the life of me. There was a time I was lucky enough two times worse. I don't know if it was like, oh, you think you can cheat this year. It was horrible. <laughs> and to not make it worse, my mental health suffered because... You know, this is when you now start seeing all the bad things that are happening. Yes. So I felt <laughs> With this as striking, and this is when yes. you think about that. You should yes. have graduated. I was like, here I'm you like, are. What am I doing with my life? 
people have graduated well, I can't, and I cannot even at least be productive and do something. And mm-hmm. I'm already depressed. Yeah. Um, but I'm not thinking about the fact that I'm not productive, which makes me more sad. Then I'm thinking about, I was very, I was bloated, really bloated. And I checked my weight and I had added like three kg. Good. I'm not joking. I was like, how? What the hell? And then I could not exercise because I was tired. The fact that I could not exercise was making me even more depressed that look at you, you're just getting fat. You cannot exercise, nothing. And you're just lying down in this bed. And then I was having cravings. And I would want to eat. I'll finish eating. I'll be like, you're eating nonsense. You're eating garbage. And you see how you've added weight. At this point, my mind is not even thinking, this is PMSO. My mind is not thinking like that yet. I'm just being so hard on myself. Yeah. It was horrible. Oh, like it was on, it's on until you see your period you know yes. like oh that was so all along it has been this thing that was ah. one of the worst ones for me mm-hmm. and then completely opposite now this the the my last cycle that's the one after the one i'm talking about the pms was not as bad as the first one but the post period <laughs> move it was it was a joke i was energetic when i told you i was doing i finished exercising and I was like, this is not enough. I did another one. I was mm-hmm. just so hyper. I was just doing everything, doing everything. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is happening? This is a huge contrast from, you get, it was, you some weeks ago. Yes. It was wild. It was wild. I was hyper. I thought if, if I didn't know better, I would think I'm having, I was, I was bipolar and this was my mind. Oh. I swear I would have thought that. I'm sure some people are actually relating to this and could feel like, oh my goodness, so so I'm yes. not alone. So I'm okay. You're not Ooh. alone. You're and not alone. apart from outside all those feelings, there's one stupid pain that you feel around your groin that yes. now that might radiate to your lower abdomen. You have to deal with all of those. The people that have tender breasts have to deal with all of those. Like, it's, it's really, it's a lot. Yeah, it As is. As for me... Well, I, I, I don't miss my period. I'm sorry. I don't miss it. <laughs> I think the last time I saw my period was January. Yeah. And huh. I, I honestly do not miss it. I love I, I so far. <laughs> I don't know. I think I had my implant in April last year. And um, after the implant, I never saw my period again until, until December. And then I saw it in December, I saw it in January, and that was it. I never did again up until now. But it doesn't change the fact that you would actually treating and ovulating. Hormones are happening. You have these mm-hmm. hormonal, you have the periods, especially this progesterone period. In fact, I might not even be able to totally relate with estrogen period. I was um, without the implants, you know. It was very pronounced. Yeah. The estrogen period is usually very pronounced when I didn't have my implants, all of that, you know. For, uh, for context, now, yeah, please, can you, can you specify on what implant you're talking about? Because... <laughs> well, we're not talking <laughs> contraceptive here, so why do we have to? <laughs> well, it's the implant on. Implant, okay. yeah. The one that stays for three years, the rod. And there's the jadeo that right. stays for five years. They have similar pattern of working so um i usually i have the the periods of this um, progesterone surge i feel like is more 
kind of i don't know maybe not more am i contradicting myself maybe not more but you know you just tend to feel it also you you actually have symptoms that seem like pms but then you are not menstruating like actually you feel it you you have that period and you also have the period of estrogen when you are happy but then you're not going to ovulate anyways so maybe that's why the period of that 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 period is not exactly as um happy as it's supposed to be it's just normal neutral you're not sad you're not you're you're not sad you're welcoming your body is it's tingling also even though not like before (laughs) but you know it's it's just there so like basically i honestly don't miss my period i remember the last period i had the, the, the last month before my wedding, I had very bad cramps that I vomited all around. I had very bad diarrhea and coupled with the fact that I had a very bad craving and I ate from, um, um, what is it called? A vendor in the, I ate from the, from a vendor and, um, I ate her food and I think it worsened my situation and it was really bad. I think I've never, I had never experienced, you know, that intense vomiting and diarrhea. But after that, on that particular time, I did. So I would definitely be attributing it to eating out. So I definitely really, really recommend that, you know, you eat what you trust and don't just fall for your cravings because they could actually harm you. Yeah. I mean, I actually saw water on fire that day. It was, it was bad. It was really bad. And I know that that was really contributory to yeah and on to talk about the cravings a little bit more some of them actually increase your cramps and some of them actually worsens the bloating like especially when you're taking processed foods and lots of sodium yeah yes yeah yes or oily food yes Yes, they kind of, you know, affect the whole thing. They make you more bloated. Normally, if it's some people, like if you're lactose intolerant and you're taking milk, you're going to definitely, you know, have more diarrhea. Like, yeah. it's going to be worse. So it's, it's always, it always actually has um, effects. It's not like they are excluded from the whole thing. So I strongly recommend that you actually eat what you're more comfortable with and what you're are very sure of um, the processing. Like, I mean, yeah, I know we cannot control the body, but <laughs> somehow. I try to eat in moderation as much yes. as I'm craving things. <laughs> I just take little of them and be done with the rest of it. Just try. It may be difficult, yeah. but just but try. It, it is really difficult for some people because they are feeling depressed and people, it's more like comfort. Comfort. Yeah. Comfort feeding. Yeah. So yes. they're trying to feel better about what they're going through and then they start eating and eating. Honestly, yeah. Any during every exams in high school, I always eat more. I eat like a mad person because it's I think it also falls into the category of comfort food. Once I'm yeah. eating, I get to read better. I thought so I just keep eating. <clears throat> I just keep eating. So I can understand when some people say that, you know, I just eat for the comfort of it and all of yeah, that. Yeah. I can understand. I mean, she shall not die. Only her depression. Only her. She's just there. And then there's now craving. And then there's now hunger intermittently. She shall not kill herself. But then just try. And while you are looking at the moment and you're, you're, you're letting the feelings of the moment control you, you could as well just, you know, try to remember. You have to actually eat healthy. 
because you don't like the aftermath, right? So yeah, yeah. we have we have to be conscious of unhealthy eating, e- um, yeah. unhealthy eating patterns, regardless. Yes, no matter yeah. how brave and all of it. And just before we move to the next part of this, just a side note: for some people, they might need to talk to professional. They might need to get professional help because the the, the whole you know cycle can trigger or depressive states can trigger your anxiety, make make it a lot more worse, can trigger your eating disorders. So you might need professional help. Easy as it would be for other people. Yeah. And it's okay to seek the help that you need. Very yeah, okay. It, definitely. Yeah. You're not different. You're not trying you're to not. exaggerate. You're not trying to... Exactly. You're There's not. no such you're thing as you're exaggerating just, or yeah. you're overdoing it. It's totally subjective. Yes. totally subjective and you listen can to your body all. listen to yourself yeah. and do what you know is best for you yeah then i just i want one crazy thing about this whole menstrual cycle that makes me laugh is how you know they've started on internet they're romanticizing the whole menstruation thing in the sense that just two days ago i saw a video on tiktok this guy was he made a video things to do when she's on her period and then you know, just things. There are guys now that have the flow app to track their significant others' period, <laughs> like so that they can know when her period is coming and they can, you know, do all the cute things like cook for her, breakfast yeah. in bed, give her um period care baskets. I'm like, oh, yeah. that is nice. All of that is nice, but it feeds off of the narrative that the period is the only part of the cycle. That and that funnily, is, that's funnily enough, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not, not even the most stressful part. Because when you're on your period, I understand that the gosh, the whole the, the whole mess crowns, around it could the, be irritating and all of that. But you see yeah. that period after ovulation, God, I think it's that so is the worst. If I had to pick, if I had to pick between, if I actually had to know, pick that a time period when. Yes, and I think people get this thing all wrong. I think people yes. actually think that you get cranky during your period, it as opposed to that period. it's just it's before the period. And even even when it even when it overlaps um, with the period, it's usually like the first two three days, not the whole yes. period. If yes. I had to pick a time when someone would do all of that for me, you know, the breakfast in bed, the cuddling up, yeah, honestly, and watching movies and getting me everything, it has to be before my period. Yeah, because that actually makes sense. Yes. It actually makes sense to make it before, just before the period, you know, just yes. five, four, three, th- two, one day. Days before the know, period. Because before that's, the that's, period. I mean, I know everybody, everybody's different. But for me, those are the most trying days. <laughs> for most people, it could be. Most people, those are and the most trying yeah, days. Yeah, it doesn't mean that we are invalidating all the romance that happened during the menstrual and the period, the menstrual phase. It's it's also very lovely and beautiful, especially if you notice that you know your significant other is struggles more during the mm-hmm. actual menstruation. I mean, why not? Yeah. It's okay. We're just trying to point out that there could be actually some extension. Let's put it that way. Yeah, some tweaks, some tweaks yeah, to your. Some 
attention romance. to your romance and kindness which yeah. i mean it's never too much anyways <laughs> and then another thing i want to laugh about is can you remember that tweet that was going around that if if she's staying over and by seven she's not up is it seven or eight i can't remember which eight one a. M. eight a.m eight a.m she's not up i should know now you know i'm a married woman so just... if i don't know this kind of time i don't know if people want them to send me away from the house <laughs> And I'm just oh, like, I'm just like, if you really understand how women work, you know that no woman can do that every day. It's like people expect that we should be, we should shall be giving and giving in that aspect. You are a strong woman like, now. Uh, so you, you have to be, you know, you have to be many times when I hear, have to, when I hear. When I hear strong woman, I just laugh. I just say, please don't call me strong woman. Uh-huh, don't exactly. Worry. Like we have because at the end of the day, day, you're just trying to say that I can bottle in suffering. Yes. I can wake up around eight a.m. every day, do everything while still battling my PMS and my menstruation. Oh God! Oh strong woman! Oh so amazing! Sorry. Because let's be real. There, there. there are some. <laughs> because let's be real. Let's be real. Yes, there are some women that. For the first 14 days, they can even wake up by 5. If you tell them to go oh. by 5. And they'll clean oh. the whole house from top to bottom. Mm. But let the luteal fuse come, come on. By 12, they're still in bed. Yes. And they don't want to do anything. And it's and okay. We need to make room for that. Um, For that. Like, we need to make room for that it's knowledge. Okay. People need to know all of then we go from there because yeah. the whole idea is that you must be able to provide you must be able to do all of these things 24 7 no even a donkey can't only a machine can't do and machines yeah. aren't human yeah just to think about the times that I, I i i can hardly care for myself talking of care for how many other people i can understand but fortunately fortunately not think about that the truth is, if you have the one that is for you, you do not actually have to care for everyone every time. In fact, you would care for everyone as much as everyone would care for you too. At the end of the day, you and actually get the care that you need. You actually get the whole pampering. You get you'll be taken care of and all of that. Honestly, we cannot deny that fact that you know that's the normal thing. So. I think it should be normalized more. Yeah. You take care of your family. They take care of you too, back. It's not just about you giving and giving and giving. You deserve to receive. And in a normal setting, you definitely receive too. Mm-hmm. Many times, in fact, not just one, two, three days. No, you receive a lot also, like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think now we should just go to the hacks and tips for, you know, the all the cycles all the phases so for the mm. menstrual for the menstruation phase what is, uh, what this means for productivity is that energy focus and productivity levels are at their lowest like we've already yes. said so you can cut back on work tasks if possible all yeah. of this is from an article i'll link i'll put the link down for them cut back on work tasks if possible give your t- your to rejuvenate get lots of sleep and rest yes please yes please reduce yeah. social commitments and cut yourself some slack if you work at a slower pace i think that's very important that cutting yourself some slack because yeah we get so hard on ourselves like just take it easy on yourself you're gonna be fine exactly <laughs> then yeah. for the follicular phase 
This means, like we've already said, you have heightened energy during this phase thanks to rising estrogen levels. It's a good time to learn and drive to succeed, maybe higher. It is definitely the good time to take the opportunity to do a lot of things at the yes. same time. Like, yes. you have the energy anyways, why not? Why Write not? more applications at the same time, multitask, do mm-hmm. everything you like. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Just keep keep it up. Yeah, no problem. Is, you're good this, to go. This is the time like, to tackle. And it's a long time. I mean, a whole 14 days. So mm-hmm. you're good. Well, it might not be 14 days, actually, because in between, just at the beginning of it, you have your yeah, menstruation going on. Yeah. So it could be like um, seven days, eight days, and all of that. But, I mean, you have all those periods to enjoy yourself, put in more effort in your work. You can even work in advance. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you can even do some things in advance just to... Be in charge of the cycle and not let the cycle be in charge of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then for the ovulation phase, you know, this one says it's a great time to schedule important meetings and top chats. It's yeah. an introverted time for most women, so making it ideal for working in groups and team projects. Yes, as an SRHR yeah. advocate, this is the same. It is a very, very important time for you to stock up your contraceptives. Please. So don't embarrass me. Oh, stock up. <laughs> Because as the body is doing best, you should be doing those back. Okay. Okay. Balance. Very important period. Stock. Yes. Stock. Post pills, enough condoms in your house. And that's if you're not like me that is using the, you know, the long-term one. Yeah. Okay. Then for the luteal phase, you have to prioritize self-care, lighten your workload if possible. Try to limit, you know, um social activity yeah and use this time for simpler work tasks that require less active brain power yeah like for if you if you can go to work and work from home you should definitely be choosing working from home at that period yes Yes. if you can eat out and cook you definitely should be choosing eating out at that period just you know just try to reduce stress totally if you not if you do not reduce the stress you would feel like you're not doing enough you feel like you're not, you just feel useless. And I mean, that's like one of the worst feelings, feeling useless. So if you put yourself in a situation where you feel like you're not doing enough, you would really hate yourself. You would almost, you know, beat yourself out. Yeah. So that is that about, oh, and also I want to mention the exercise part. Um, you know, the the follicular phase, follicular phase is the best time to be doing all your your heat workouts and your cardio and all your energy driven workouts, your strength training, all of that. Then the luteal phase, at this point, you might not even want to work out. You might be so tired. But this is the time to like do yoga and you know the more exercises. At least for those of you that don't have the type of my back, <laughs> then you do all your low intensity workouts and just. You can even just take a walk, easy, easy things, and get off the scale, get off the um. The, don't be checking your weight because honestly, it's just gonna, let it's gonna, the scale. It's gonna be... ruin your mood. It's going yeah. to ruin your mood, and that's going to be worse. Yes, exactly. So finally, um, okay, not finally. We still have the questions, but how to track your cycle? I think this one many people already. Anyway, let's see. Many people it. know about it. Yeah. For me, but we I can use, still try. Yeah, yeah. For me, I use the flow app. But oh. then they say iPhone also has an inbuilt period tracking. Oh, system. I think it does, true. Yeah, and people say it's even more accurate than flow is. Like it's oh, way wow. better. Exactly. But I, I see because all my details are already there. I don't feel the need to be transferred. 
the information. <laughs> yeah. Then some other apps that worth mentioning are Clue app and Maya app. Clue is a clue, like finding a clue, and Maya, M-A-Y-A. Then if you want to go the OG way, which who really wants to go, to, go the OG way these days? What way? But, but <laughs> the calendar to, method. The calendar method. You you could get you could get the cal- the cycle beads. <laughs> cycle beads. Oh yeah, you don't know about it. I, I have never heard of that. What's that? Are you serious? I'm serious. You've not done one posting. Those nurses do not, not show you it, in the reproductive health clinic. I have not done my ONG posting yet. Oh, you started with pediatrics. No I wonder. Did. It's did. that big. You see, it, it's well, it's perfect for people with 28 to 30 days cycle. Okay. You'll see that, you know, during the period of menstrual, the menstrual period, like the menstruation period, the beads are red color. And then when you get to, then the color keeps, then the color becomes like, the red starts to fade out, fade out, fade out. So by the time you get to the, you know, um ovulation phase it has already turned um what is it called what's this color it's now colorless kind of you know clear yeah so by the time you're leaving the ovulation period you know it it, it starts to darken 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 until he gets it gets to the color of like an egg yolk like that's like the so it's just like for you to be able to track what is really happening on what day of your cycle yeah kind of so like if you're looking at the bead you know what is really happening but it's it's perfect for people that have a very straightforward menstrual cycle yeah those people can actually effectively use the um you know colored beads the cycle beads for even contraception yeah okay interesting hmm. never heard of it before but i'm <laughs> definitely going to check it out then uh, the og it's gets there in the clinic they'll okay. show you don't worry just pray for us so. ah. mm. <laughs> <laughs> then the og way getting your calendar and marking the days of your period then you count what do that calendars in their houses i honestly i do not think so but people well, do but, use journals people use journals okay that's okay that's, yeah yeah that's. then you'd count 14 days after the first day of your, 14 days from the first day of your period and mark that as ovulation then up until the next the day of your first period your next period basically yeah. what you do is you mark the first day of your period and then mark the first day of your next period. Then count how many days are in between. If it's twenty-eight that's days, the that's, your yes, menstrual that's the length. length. That's the length of your period. Is most likely on the fourteenth, fifteenth day. Yeah. So every period before the ovulation is a follicular phase, and every period after the ovulation before your next period is the luteal phase. And yeah. I'd also recommend keeping a mood tracker if you're going to do all of this, keeping a mood tracker so you can track your mood throughout all the days so that you know when your own, you know, when everything changes and your own specific situation you'd be able to understand yeah specific and you can even you will now you can even get to know if it's getting worse and you need yes. to seek help exactly mm. ah, all right so to the last part of our discussion which is to answer the questions that i got i most of the other questions i did not input them because i knew we we're already going to discuss them yeah so <laughs> the ones that and did we yeah, we, we've, we've covered okay, most of the questions, but the the three questions I want to talk about, Blue Petals on Instagram asked how menstrual cups work and where to get them in Nigeria. Mm, okay, so basically, menstrual cup is um, another form of method for menstrual hygiene. 
it's the it's the latest method. It is one method that really, really helps um, decline it. It because you usually use a reusable cup. It's very economical. It's it's very safe. It's very um, comfy. It's mm-hmm. very comfortable too. Yeah, I'm saying all of this because like that's how menstrual cup is truly. Yeah, you use it back again. You don't have to dispose of parts. You don't. It's it's really good. I mean, it's it's good. Okay. Um, where you can get them in Nigeria, well, yeah, I really don't know. I don't know, but I know that you could get them in big pharmacies. Yes, yes big yes, pharmacies definitely. definitely have them. But so far, I don't know of any brand that I, has. I, I remember up. when I was, um, I went to Jabi Lake. These are the kind of things that we should be getting, and this thing endorsement for, so yeah, that we can talk about their brand. If not, we'll not talk about their brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because truthfully, even if I know about a brand right now, I will not talk. Because I mean, talk. you do not pay me They'd to talk. We are all in the influencing age. We are all in the influencing <laughs> age. True, true. But then um, go to the pharmacy. Yeah, big pharmacies have them. And then when I went to Jabi Lake one time, I saw in front of the cinema there was a brand, you know, marketing menstrual yeah, cups. Yeah. So, you know, if anybody wants to go check those out. I remember mm-hmm. when I saw it, I was like, this would be a wonderful um idea. Like it is. If, if there was if there was like an apocalypse or something, like a reason why, you know, things are scarce and it's just it I was like this is just the perfect idea. This is the perfect thing to have. Yeah. This but is you perfect know, thing to people Vago Vago intact women might not find it comfortable. All right, so the next question, Fatima Balarabi asked, what makes us hate the people around us when we are on our cycle? I find it weird. I think I think we spoke about already. it already. Yes. I told you yeah. progesterone is not a happy one. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's, not. it's just very responsible for all of it that you yeah, feel. And, and if you notice that, you, you, yeah. you feel that after your ovulation, mm-hmm. not during and not even before. And you're easily irritated, so it's yes. very easy to... Yeah to be irritated by everybody around you then the last question this one is from, from Saadet so I'm not even sure it's an actual it's actually phrased as a question she <laughs> said please talk about how I don't actually know who I am since every week is affected by another hormone and I can't just <laughs> to this I thought we spoke I think we, we actually covered that yeah we, we have talking we about yeah it. I think we actually yeah. covered that too because I, I even mentioned that you know you have to go through that like as a mm-hmm. cycle it just keeps coming and going coming and going and you just start feeling like am I bipolar yeah so yeah <laughs> you're you're very your feelings are very valid honestly very valid honestly yeah all right so we've come to the end of our session and, you know, it was really so, nice having you you know that um, i've been wanting to have you for a while it was initially <laughs> supposed to be an interview session i was going to talk to you about you know your advocacy and all we'll of that. do that uh, one we'll still do that we'll still do that one i really can't wait especially when i when i when i talk about things i do i always i'm always very passionate yeah, about i can it. i'm pretty sure the entire world can hear it anybody <laughs> who listens to this will be able to tell how you are about these things I'm glad at least. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me. I, I really love talking in spaces where I, I can support people. I can make them understand things about their body, you know. I can yeah. relate to their to their reality and all of that. So yeah, it's a very 
is a huge privilege and i really love this period i love this moment so much so thank you <laughs> thank you for honoring the invitation and ah. anybody that has listened this far well we hope that you have learned more about yourself and you know more about how these things work and if you're not yeah. a person that menstruates and you still listen to this it's still very helpful you can teach other people or it's just a good knowledge to have and you know it can help you always comes in handy anyway yeah yeah always comes in handy so thanks guys for tuning in and i'll catch you in the next episode bye bye